we were talking about karma and cause and effect and how the karmic winds will push us in a certain direction or influence us to do something or say something. What this is, is like an energy that gives us an impetus to do something. And this is very much related to our habits, which have been developed through all of these karmic seeds that have been implanted in our mind stream. What this is like is maybe that you really wish for a cup of coffee. And so this wish for a cup of coffee is a habit. And then it drives us into action that we go to the cafeteria or we go to the kitchen and we make a cup of coffee. Or for instance, somebody that has been smoking for many years, they really have this very strong habit. And without even really much thought, they are reaching for a cigarette from their cigarette box or without much thinking about it, they just stop off at the shop and they buy a box of cigarettes. So this is a karmic seed. This is an imprint left in their mind stream that just sometimes we think about it and sometimes just naturally we start to do without even thinking about. And this is this energy that pushes us or drives us or gives us impetus to act or speak or think in a certain way. And this doesn't only relate to the physical habits, this also relates to our mental habits, our patterns of thinking, our ways of thinking, all of these emotional patterns that we may have. Just like some people will only feel better after they've had a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or they've had their cigarette, some people will only feel better after they've had a little bit of a tantrum or they've had a little jealous episode or they've been sulking for a while or they've allowed themselves to think about unhappy things, enter into an unhappy state of mind. And they do this without even realizing that they're doing this. Or maybe they notice it's starting to happen, but then that awareness disappears and then they get involved with that train of thought or that habit of way of thinking. And now we started talking about suffering. Now, where is mindfulness going to be able to help, help us in this regard? What we can maybe look at is, is to ask ourselves, where does most of our suffering happen? We all understand physical pain and suffering. How much of our pain and suffering that we experience is physical? How much of it is due to our mindset, mental anguish, dissatisfaction, unhappiness, um, grief, revenge, hatred, anger, jealousy, pride, all of these emotions. And also because of our attachments and desires, we chase after things, our wants, that we don't see the world around us, what's going on around us. And as we pursue these desires, what do we do to get these desires, to achieve these desires? Who do we hurt along the way? Irrespective of how they feel, just concerned about how we're going to succeed. How many times in a relationship have we cried because of this relationship? Have we been mad because of this relationship? Because this person does things certain ways. They just don't understand you. They haven't done things you want, the way you wanted them to be done or how you expected them to be done. 
They haven't pitched up and you're most distraught, you're most hurt, you're feeling neglected. All sorts of different emotions and troubles and worries have arisen in our mind stream due to our relationships with loved ones, with friends. How many times have we been hurt at work? Uh, there may be disappointment. We haven't had the recognition that we wanted. We haven't succeeded as we wanted to. We thought that we were going to get the job, but somebody else got it. Even although in our own mind, we really knew that we deserved that position. The suffering that we've experienced because the loss of a loved one. It could be that they died. It could be that they moved. It could be that we had to move and we left them. Because people have bullied us, they've said horrible things to us, they've said degrading things to us, they've embarrassed us in front of other people. And so it goes on. How much suffering have we experienced within our own mind, due to our own emotions, our own thoughts? This is really where the most of our suffering that we experience happens. And so the best place to look to resolve our suffering is to look and see what's going on in our own mind. Can we change it? Can we resolve the suffering? Often the suffering we experience is that let's say somebody has said something really terrible to us, really hurtful to us. Maybe we have an argument, we have a fight for five minutes, ten minutes. There's a lot of heated words exchanged. And then we leave, but the other person leaves. We both sit there together, but we don't look at each other. We don't talk to each other. It's like there's, a, there's the American wall between America and Texas between us. <laughs> Sorry, not Texas, between the U.S. and Mexico. <laughs> I'm creating another big wall over here. The fight between us has ended, but the fight that goes on in our mind all the unhappiness, all the horrible thoughts, all the revengeful thoughts. Who do they think they are? Who do they think they're speaking to? Why are they talking to me like this? I really don't deserve it. They're so unfair. How long does that carry on for? How long do we sit there stewing in our own thoughts, our own emotions? Half an hour, one day, one week. For some people, they don't forget it for a whole year. A lifetime even. We really start to see how much suffering and unhappiness and negative thinking and um, hurtful thinking and degrading thinking is going on in our own mind. Now we can't change everybody else. Changing other people is very, very difficult. I think we've all experienced this. We want people to be a certain way. And no matter how hard we try, they don't conform. We get very frustrated. Or if they do change, then we want to change them some more. Then they must be like this, and then they must be like that, and then we're never satisfied. And when they've changed, then they're boring, or there's something else that we're not content with. And again, where is all this dissatisfaction going on? It's going on in our mind. So this is where we can change. This is where we can really put a lot of effort into and make a significant difference in our life. And this is an essential point of meditation. This is an essential point of Buddhism, is not to go and change everybody. First, 
is to go and change yourself. And when you really understand and you can really change and transform yourself, then you have a much better idea on how to go and help other people. And how do we start doing this? Very fundamentally, first, is this awareness of ours, this mindfulness of ours. Aware of what is arising in our mind, what thoughts are arising. Are these beneficial thoughts? Are these going to help us? Are they going to help the other people? If they are, we can continue that train of thought. But if it's not, then we have the awareness as it's starting to arise that we can start to transform it, that we can start to let it go. And we can just bring our mind back, our thoughts back to the breath, our awareness back to the breath or the object in front of us. Before we start chasing after these monkey mind thoughts, these angry thoughts, these thoughts of discontentment and unhappiness, and before we say something or do something or get lost in this train of thought for half an hour, just making us physically tired, unhappy, tense, full of anxiety, just bring it back to the breath. Do 21 breaths without saying anything, without doing anything, coming back to our awareness and our breath. And there's a good chance that we then let go of all of this unhappiness and anxiety. Or maybe there's going to be less chance that we react so quickly. We've got more chance to think about what we want to say. Do we really need to say anything? Do we really need to do anything? Or can we just let it go in our own mind? First, what we do is we change what's going on in ourselves. And then once we've changed this, then we can have a really good look and think, do I really need to? Is it the best thing that I go and speak to this other person? And how can we speak about this so that we, we try our best to resolve this matter? To resolve this unhappiness or resolve this hurt or this letting down of expectations or or this disappointment of not having our expectations met. And when we're much more relaxed and much more calm, we've got much better opportunity to see, see the situation clearly. Maybe then we can even ask some questions to understand why this may have happened. Maybe there was a really good reason, which we, if we just jumped into our emotion and just reacted without seeing the bigger picture, or without taking into account their point of view, or taking into account all their matters that they disgruntled about, or the hardships that may have led to the point that has got to the situation now. 